Heavy. Happy Wednesday, buddy. Welcome to episode five of Cue the Duck Boats podcast. I am very proud to announce we have our first guest and possibly a new co-host. We're going to give him a little tryout here, see how he see how he does, and then I'm thinking we're probably going to bring him on for the long haul. But uh, we'll start off, Kev. How you doing, buddy? Man, I haven't. Ah, no, it's all right, Kevy. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Welcome, Nick Man, oh, to the man, podcast. Easy, Kev. It's my time. Uh, Jake, what's up? Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure. It's been a while. Back to the old college days. Uh, big, big Kev. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to see that fluffy face in front of me. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the invite. On, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Nick's gonna bring definitely a different perspective, more of a right, right on the pulse of Boston perspective. You know, he grew up right, right outside of Boston and spends a lot of time in there. So he's gonna give us some more perspective and definitely a, a lot more looking to the gambling corner definitely a little more experience with the gambling maybe a little better at it too so definitely excited to get you on and uh kev how was your day today buddy bro it was okay i'd be at work at 5 30 in the morning so definitely a little tired waking up at 4 a.m and good old uncle joe is on the island so he's already causing some problems landing air force one here last night and then Bunch of Secret Service dudes thinking they're all sneaky, but stand out your sore thumb. Yeah, we've never actually said what you do for work. Is that like you want to? Do you want to get into that or no? Yeah, I work for the government. <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> That's what we never have. like. We don't really do that. Like I work in insurance. We be Joe's sidekick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I work Kev for the met, government. Kev I'm, met I'm Joe today. <laughs> That's all. We'll just leave it. We'll end it there. We'll get into like what we actually talk about here, right? So, um, yeah, luckily he didn't sniff my hair though. So, yeah, yeah that's good, right? No, did he rub your legs? Nah, he tried to go with the shoulder rub. Oh, but I mean, that's I was a little, a little more, tense, so I didn't mind. A little more it. normal, a little more normal. How was the handshake? Was it was it tight or no? No, nah, yeah. it was very loose. You could tell he's losing his grip. Oh, <laughs> tough, 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 tough showing for for big joe but let's get into it all right so the three of us met actually so like i met nick before i met kevin we met actually at our at an old job where we we like hung out with kids after school and played sports with them and then from there is actually kind of bring it full circle nick and nick invited me to him and his roommate i worked with them they invited me to a halloween party and that's where i dressed up as des bryant kevin was dressed up as a referee threw a flag at me and we were friends ever since so it all kind of comes pretty full uh, circle actually what the night that was uh, kev we had uh what do we have like 30 people playing survivor flip cup and it went down to me and you three overtimes couple full beers at a time yeah as soon as we ended kev turns around throws up all over the balcony door and i go throw up the window outside of my room yep and i remember yeah, i still won though still won <laughs> yeah. though I'll forever yeah, remember yeah. sitting there and telling Kev, like, hey, man, you got to clean this up. And he's like, no. Nah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, no, you do. I was like, you actually do. I, I, I tried to make it for the balcony, but kind of went on the carpet. So <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you got to clean this, dude. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, if this was my apartment, I would literally kill you. I was like, so you have to clean this. He was like, all right, all right, man, all right. Yeah, I'll get it done. Then you had Tom. Tom's like, oh, look, pretty colors. Anything on mac and cheese? It's like, hey, Tommy, Tommy boy, get us some yeah. mac and cheese, huh? <laughs> Tom's Nick's roommate, Connecticut guy. That's all you have to say. You can kind of just end it right there. Connecticut. Big yeah, Hartford Connecticut Whalers fan. Dude. Big Hartford Whalers fan. Future Hartford Whalers season ticket holder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into it. How do, how do we um how do we feel about our Bruins? Kevy, how do you feel about what you've seen from the Bruins in the last couple of games? A little up, a little down. 
Exactly, man. It's like I'm, I'm just looking for some consistency. Like, can we string along three, four games? Like, if and the Anaheim Ducks can win like eight in a row, why can't we win three in a row? It's like, come on. I mean, we won three in a row. We just couldn't get the four. Four is he was a big number. Four is a number. Yeah, but still, man. Still, you know what I'm getting at. It's just it's tough. Yeah, we do win three before we lost to Calgary. I'll give yeah. you that. I mean, it, it is tough. Like, right, you look at it and it's – they. I really loved our game against Philly. I did. I thought we finally, like, looked like the Bruins of old and that, that Bruins team you could be confident in. And I think there's a lot to be said about the Bruins schedule. Again, I've said it for three straight weeks. It sucks. Their schedule sucks. And, like, having to go play back-to-back against Calgary, it sucks. But, like, the effort just wasn't there with Calgary. It's one of those games where you look at it and you're like, do we have the team in place to go and win something? I don't know. How do you look at that, Nick? Do you look at it like, like where do you where do you see that they're at? Like that's where it's like because I think Kevin and I have gone over to bunch. Like, how do you look where they are? I'm down on them right now. I don't think they they don't have it right now. They have one line, of course. It's been the story for the past. Yeah, how many years are we gonna say this? You know, it's the same thing. They got one line. Debrusque ghost doesn't do a thing uh charlie put time to come around again he's yeah he is i'm, I'm hopeful yeah maybe maybe he gets to middle of the season catches wind again after the all-star break and rides into the playoffs high who knows um i think that this we be make the playoffs oh that depends let's see what it looks like around the break and then they got what 29 days and they're playing 15 games in April. Yeah, no, so that's, that's your, the thing. Yeah. It's like, that's the exact thing. It's when the schedule gets going, it's going to be ridiculous because of all these breaks we've had. It's just going to be game after game after game. And that, that really is, it's like April, we're really going to learn what we have. And that's the truth. And just like what you touched on there, like with Tuca, I, it's going to be really interesting goaltending. It really is. Um, you know, you look at the game against Calgary and how Dan Vladar played and it's like, fuck, you know? Right. I liked Vladar. I never thought he was bad. And that's where I was like, oh, it was tough to see him go for what, a third round pick. And, but we signed Olmark. And originally I was like, great, we signed Olmark. But it's again, yeah, it's like how many, him, you know, you got rid of him and had a third round pick. But if you didn't, he was going to get bumped out anyways, go to waivers and you get nothing. Exactly. So exactly. So no, and I agree. That <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. But, like, what are we going to do, right? So, like, you look at it, it's like, so he had to go because Swayman, I think long-term Swayman's still the guy there over where Vladar is going to be, but he's he's proven that he's good, right? So, like, I don't know. And then it's – but if Tuka comes consistent. back in – What? I think he's been consistent. I think he's going to be that guy, but you got to think that Allmark was a mistake signing. Tuka is going to come back at the end of the year, and you're going to have to – well. It's like, what are we doing, right? So, like, like I know Kev's – like that's what I've looked at it. Right. So like, it's, if we bring, if we bring Tuka back, then what the fuck was the point of all this? What was it? Like explain, like somebody explain it to me, please. I don't get it. Well, it might be Tuka saying nothing to the team saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now he's all of a sudden I'm ready to come back and you better make room for me. I know. But like, what do you like, Kev, what do you do? Like, what would you do in that situation? You have all three of them. What's your perfect situation? What is it? Mm. Like we've talked about before, it's like a Swayman show they can be the one A, and then Bruce is backing of him so much, and you can you can't put Swayman back into Providence at this point. It's just it's not reasonable, and it's not fair to Swayman. He's worked his ass off. 
and he's proven like, hey, yeah, I can have some bad nights, but I'm also what 22, so it's tough. And like, yeah, it comes to a point. Are you willing to eat the five million from Walmart? Which you may have to just eat the five million and be like, hey, guess what? See you, dude. So there's so many know. possibilities, but I don't know. Like, like where does that go? Like, what are we like? What do we end up with? You know what I mean? I think it was such a mistake. If if any point in the Bruins brain trust they thought Tuco was going to come back this year, then why did in like why did we sign Olmark if you knew like Bruce has had Swayman's back from the start? From the start, you know he's held Swayman a little higher than Olmark. And has Olmark proven it? No. Has he been bad? No. He looks like an NHL goalie. So what, you have three NHL goalies? What do you do in that situation? It's You're going to send Olmark through waivers? I actually think he might get picked up, which would be fine if you try to send him through waivers because there's a lot of teams that could use him. But still, it's like, is that the direction you go? Or do you, do you send Swayman down because he doesn't have to go through waivers? I really don't know. I just think that once once Duke is ready to come back, it's going to be the Bruins' decision if he comes into the lineup or not. Who knows what Don Sweeney's thinking? But if he doesn't make room for him, where's he going to go? Because he's still going to play this year. Exactly. Well, and he's going well, to stay. He's going to stay in the East. And Florida was the exact team I was thinking. Well, I saw a thing about Edmonton. Duke of Edmonton. That no, Tuca won't play anywhere. Tuca's not going to play anywhere with Boston. I really don't think Tuca would go anywhere. I fully don't. Well, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I think if he Don said Sweeney he doesn't, he said he doesn't want to, but he would. But a lot of people All say right. things. But when That's it comes fair. down to it, and you still want to play and you want the money, it's if you're going to appreciate me and give me the opportunity, it's you got it. You imagine it's, Tuca goes to Edmonton and he gets back in Vesna form and they just roll to a cup. I actually don't even know if I'd be that mad. I think I'd look at it and be uh, like, all right. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Tuca. I would be like, all right, good. It. Like, good. Like, I, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, all right. Like, that's not – Edmonton is far from a Duncan, team that I hate. Duncan Keith is out there, right? Yeah. yeah. I like Duncan Keith. He's a good leader in that locker room. They're fun to watch. I went to the Oilers Bruins game a couple weeks back. They're, they're fast team. They're just good. They're in your face, and they're just buzzing around the rink. Yeah. I like the Oilers. No, me too. I don't like. I don't disagree at all. Like I, I look at them and their their team exactly that I like to watch play. One of a game I watched the other night that was crazy, and I watched it. And I was like, shit. I don't think the Bruins would stand a chance in this game. As weird as it was, Ottawa and Colorado played so fast, so aggressive, and I was like, how the Bruins would not know what to do if you took McAvoy or Grizzly off the ice would be f- screwed, screwed. I don't know. Like these guys would play behind us. They'd be all over us. I'm like, how would we even keep up? And that's when I like looked at this team and I'm like, yeah, well, Cup might not be this year because, you know, Ottawa's obviously – Ottawa can't sustain that. Ottawa's not a team that can pick how the game's going to go. They can just react. The Colorado Avalanche are so they're, good. They're quick. They're quick. Colorado's so quick. Kale McCarr is it's so ridiculous. He scored last night a goal just complete 360 in the offensive zone. Comes right down the middle and rips one top shelf. And the kid is so good. And it was so quick to like become a superstar. I don't, he does like, he does the thing that McDavid does. There's not many players in the NHL that can do it. And he skates lateral and he moves just as fast oh. laterally as he does forward. And I was watching it. I haven't watched so many Colorado Avalanche games. They have terrible TV coverage. You can barely see him, but you finally can now with ESPN plus shout out ESPN plus. And I watched it and I was like, what the hell is this guy? Like actually watching him play and they're so fast and they can just score and score and score. And all that's without McKinnon. 
You ask me right now who's going to win the cup, it's Colorado. They're so good. Ridiculous. How long have I been saying that, too? That's been a couple I know. Years. It's been three years. Three years. I've been on them to win the cup for three years. They haven't done it, so I don't know. I don't know. They just – they might just get too banged up by the time the playoffs roll through. They it play always happens. They're just going to get into some injury trouble, and who knows? I mean, I don't think anybody's going to stop Edmonton this year or even Calgary. I know. I mean, they're Calgary, all good. They're, they're all so good. I was at the game the other night. They were into Boston, and they just – Quick goals and they just deflated the building and it was dead. The, the Calgary game since the they scored the first goal. What's that? The Edmonton game. Uh, no, I went to Edmonton, but then Calgary too when they were in town. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They looked good. They were just playing the system. But yeah, no, I completely know what you mean. Calgary really did like they took it to the Bruins so bad, and that that game just like kind of deflated me a bit because I was like, I don't know if even if we played a great game, if we beat this team. And I always like, I have a little soft spot, obviously, for Tuchuk and for Johnny Hockey. So it's like another team I don't hate, right? I don't really hate those Canadian teams. The only one I really don't like is the Canadians. But I still like... And Lou Cheech, bro. Lou Cheech is out there in Calgary. Agreed. Like, I don't like Calgary. He scored last night. I was happy to see that as fifth goal this season. Jake, how can you hate Montreal but not Toronto right now? No, I if know. Anything, but like, so you're right. You really are right. You're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. It, for just, our lifetime, yeah, for our lifetime, our true rival for the Bruins is Toronto. You're right. It really true. hasn't been the Habs. Like, the last time the Habs have been a rival is like the playoff series with Alexi Emblin and Lucic. That's like where they had some, you know, some friction there. Ended right there. That's where it ended. it ended in that line, in the line where we skated, yeah. we won the series and they pushed each other. That was the last time you really saw it. And like, you look at the Habs, right. And you look at like a guy like Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and Josh Anderson. It's like guys who like, I think we both could all say like we respect as hockey players. Like I like them. They're good. They're hockey fun players. They're fun to watch. Fun you're right. You're right. I hate, like, I want the Bruins to beat the shit out of the Leafs every time we play. I like Austin Matthews though. I like what he oh. is to hockey, and I like what he is to American hockey. I do. Do you don't? I don't. I don't mind it. I, I like Austin Matthews. I think he's sick. I'd yeah, like to see thing. him. I'd like to see him out west. Me too. And I his think, mustache. I think he goes out west. That he because shaved. I don't want him to. I don't want him to win a cup. I hope he shaved the dude. Oh, I absolutely. If Toronto wins a cup, I will be as angry as anyone on planet Earth. I just like to see his personal success. I don't know. It's like it's just like well, liking an American kid. Yeah, modern day Madonna. He is. He, that's what he is. He really is. I mean, he's like he is, and that's what everyone said Kane was, but it's really him. Yeah, the Muzzy. But um, you know, we uh, look at it. I, I always forget about Kane. I still can't believe he's playing. Yeah, he's. I just feel like he's just imprinted on ESPN and NHL Network. Like I've just seen it my whole life. Like the guy's just. Not agent, agent like fine line, and he's just so sick. Yeah, Patrick Kane is one of those players who I think will go out on top. He's always going to be that good. There's not like because what are you going to take away from Kane? You can't. He's not going to like. He's never been the strongest guy. He's always been very fast. I don't think he'll lose the step. He's a small guy, and the skills are always going to be there. You know what I mean? Like these yeah, guys dude. lose the physical attributes. Kane never had the physical attributes. He's going to leave when he yeah. Except for the- Beat up. What? 
Didn't he beat up the cab driver in yeah, uh, yeah, Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane might not have always had the best, like, record, but he's still a hell of a <laughs> hockey player. I guess we're, we're trending in the direction now where you have to have a great record, too, or, like, you're not going to get to play in the NHL. But, you know, oh, no, Patrick Kane kind of was one of the last guys who defied those odds and <laughs> got to keep playing hockey. But cancel culture has tried their best to get them, but they failed, so fuck them. Well, let's get into let's get into a big hot button topic on the Bruins, right? The back end, Derek Forbert, you know, Forbear, guys out there has ripped four goals this year, a career high. He's out there dominating. Kevy, Kevy, how do you feel about Forbear and the Bruins decor? Do you love the guy? Do you think he's the next Bobby Orr, maybe? Bro, he's a big lugging slow. That's all I'm gonna say. Pass it on to Nick. I got nothing else. All right, yeah, I can see that. He uh, he's not the greatest. He looks out of place. <laughs> he's out of place most of the time. But the upside to this is he's going to be a solid defender when it comes to playoff time. And when you're playing 15 games in 29 days, and you're trying to get into the playoffs, and then you sneak into the playoffs, you're going to consider him like uh, 2011 Seidenberg. He's going to be that solid back end piece. That's that's, that's exactly how I look at it, right? Like I don't love predict. him. I don't love him. I'm like, hey, this guy's really not it. But I think when the going gets tough, he's going to be a big body that can do what you need him to do. I like what they have right now. If you saw the practice lineup, they're running, uh, I think it was Zaboral and Riley, then Forber and uh, Carlo as our second pair, and then Grizzy McAvoy as the top. So, like, it's been, you know, I I actually like that. I think we'll see how it goes. Might go good, might go terrible. It's either going to be uh, great I mean, or shitty. There's no in between. I think there's going to be a liability Grizzly on that first line. I don't think he's a top two defender. I think he's a solid two, three. I but agree. I don't want him getting too, too much ice time. I agree, but him and Charlie together are an elite pair. There's no way around it. When they're on the ice together, they drive play. If they can just drive play and we can activate Charlie offensively, then I think it's great. But does putting a guy like Grizzly hold Charlie back offensively? I think it does because you put, you, you know, exactly. If you put a guy who's focused on defense like Forbert does, Charlie can focus on offense and it's proving he's almost a point per game. He's got fucking 12 points in 15 games, wherever he has 14 games. Yeah, he, absolutely. And like, I, I think he's better with a guy like that. That's where I look to the decor. I'm like, we need to make a trade. We need to make a move to give Charlie someone who can be the other guy, the other guy there. We don't have another guy. Look at our decor. It's like you have Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzly. Matt Grizzly's a great top four defenseman, but what I said, top four, not top two. Exactly. We don't have a top two. Top guy. Carlo, great top four defenseman. Top four, not top two. None of them. Neither of them are top two. Our next guy, if it's Forber, if it's Riley, if it's fucking Clifton, none of them, none of them are top top two at all. No, I think uh, I think Grizzly holds uh, McAvoy back from a Norris Trophy if he plays the whole year with him. I don't think I don't think McAvoy gets it this year, but I say maybe not this year or next year, but in the next three four years he's going to have a Norris Trophy. And if he's not playing with a defenseman that can you know watch his back while he's making these offensive rushes, then it's going to be very difficult. You just like let's say you put Charlie McAvoy with a guy like Cam Fowler. McAvoy wins the Norris Trophy for five straight years. Is that uh, over-aggressive? Yeah, <laughs> Is that over-aggressive? Um, I mean, you're not paying you're not paying uh, Cam Fowler at probably eight to uh, – what's he making, $8 million a year? I don't know. I'll take a look. Yeah. I'll take a look, but I don't um, – but Cam Fowler, to me, is one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL. Quiet. 
quietest. He's the sneakiest. Yeah, he's he really is. Anaheim, he's just but... been there. He makes six five, dude. I would pay Cam Fowler six five. Are you kidding me? What are you paying for? Nothing. Nothing. He goes back to Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim. you pay Omar five, so what's another one point five? He got rid of Omar. So... Listen, you trade you trade Cam Fowler two first round picks. You trade no, sorry, you trade. Forbert, two first-round picks, DeBrusque for Zegris and for Cam Fowler. Who says no? Other than Anaheim, who says no? The Ducks. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> but who says no? The Ducks wouldn't even include Zegris in a trade for um for Eichel. They're definitely not doing it for Forbert and some first. But, yeah, we can get, the, we can get maybe off that. Jordan Cron. Maybe Jordan Cron if he was still on the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Legend. Hey, here's, a, here's a hot topic. Ready for this opinion? You remember Jordan Caron, obviously. Couldn't get yeah. rid of him, couldn't get rid of him. No. Is Jake DeBrus the next Caron? No, not at all. No, I disagree. I think Jake – see, I'm not as low on Jake DeBrus as you are. I think DeBrus has played I'm okay. I'm not that low, but every I game I've been to, unnoticeable. I, I think he's been okay. Like, he started off the year hot. He has gone in a little bit of that ghost mode. But I think that he should have been the guy to get that first look in the top six when they move Smith down. I do, not Felino. I think you put DeBrusque yeah, and Taylor agree. Hall, their speed makes something happen. It's just I the way agree. I feel about DeBrusque. Like, I've always had like a spot where I'm like, I think DeBrusque can be more than what he's being. And last year sucked, but like we've all, you know, like everyone has bad years, right? So like everyone right. has a down year in sports. So like I think that he, I think this could be his bounce back year. I still do. He has six points. It's not great. He has three goals, three assists. He needs to do more. There's no question about it. He's been a ghost in the last few games. He needs to do more, but. Taylor Hall is riding in the spot that he expected to be in. You know what I mean? If you look two years ago, you thought that was DeBrusque. Put him on the other side. See what he can do. Give it a chance. But he hasn't proven it. So, like, it's tough to just do that, right? But either way, I mean, I know. I don't think he's the next Quran. I think he has more top-end talent. He's a better goal scorer than Quran ever was or ever would be. I think you yeah, put DeBrusque one on with the goalie, he goes top, top titty. So, it's like it's hard to, like, say he won't. But I don't know. The skill level is so different now compared to like back then. And yeah. Everyone's just like, Debrusque is awesome. He's great, but he's just not. He hasn't done it though. I agree. Though. Need, he hasn't done it. He might need to change his scenery, and who knows? Bruce could get someone good back from him. Yep, you're not wrong. But his you're sisters make... are hot though. They're very hot. All right, Kev. If you make a if you make a big trade right for a defenseman, I think Debrusque probably has to go the other way. And Debrusque. You I make that trade on that hundred times. You have to because I think if you look at you look at DeBrusque and what he's owed next year, arbitration is going to come in around five probably. I don't yeah, know if you're paying him that. I just don't know if you're paying him that. He's a two million dollar guy right now. Yeah, in my eyes. he's like a two point eight three million dollar guy right now. He has to like twenty seven gold, Jake DeBrusque. I give him six million, but that's not who we're getting. No, Sweeney will probably give me eight by eight. <laughs> no way, dude. Sweeney's a cheap bastard. He really no, is. He is a, he, yeah, that's the that's the like right there in Boston, and you you can't you can't even help it. So oh, he's, he's terrible, dude. He, <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. But um, I don't know. I look at it like I also like I'm not as down on the Bruins prospect pool as a lot of people are. I'm just not like I think Jacob Lauko is a top six NHL player. I Stadnika's weird with me. I mean, it's up and down. I think no. he. I don't know. Like I don't know. Right? Are you at the same point? It went from Chad as a him being on the second line to fill in for David Krejci to he didn't even make the team. 
it's tough. Like it's tough. I agree. It is tough. I don't know. I don't know what we have there and I'm not going to jump the judgment. I love Johnny Beecher. I think Johnny Beecher is going to be a stud for the Bruins. He has gotten piped at every single chance he's gotten to prove what he is. He gets a, he gets a false positive COVID test. Doesn't get to play world juniors. He separates his shoulder, has to get surgery. Doesn't get to start the year. Doesn't get, they put all the NHL draft picks on the cover of USA hockey magazine from Michigan. They don't put him on it. Oh. It's ridiculous. Every step, because he wasn't there yet. Every step of the way, this kid has gotten beaten down. That's the kid we want. That's the kind of guy we want to come into Boston. Who does he remind you of? What? Who does he remind me on the ice? Blake Wheeler. Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Who? Blake Wheeler. Yes. He reminds me of Blake Wheeler. He's a big boy who drives play and puts the puck in the net. And he's physical. He's He's like 6'1", 210 already. You sure you don't want this kid, guys? It's like, you sure? Like, all the people who are down on the Bruins prospects, I'm like, I'm not. Not everyone's nasty putting points up at 17, 18 years old. When he's 22, 23, I think we want him on the Bruins. I think he's a future star of the Boston Bruins. And he's cocky. He hits people in the head. He's not scared to slash. He plays a physical game. He'll drop the gloves. That's the kid we want. That's the next big, great Boston Bruin. That's just how I Kind of an Andrew Ladfield too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a guy that's going to be a good Bruin for a long time. He's going to fit right in. He is like as weird. Like look at his social media. He's going to fit in with the Bruins. He's a like he's a yeah. He's like he seems like a fun kid. The Bruins. That's what they need. They'll like that. Well, let's get off the Bruins. We spent too much time on them, really. Let's jump into our team spotlight. We started last week. We'll jump in this week. We're going to talk about the Arizona Coyotes. How do you feel about the Yotes? Kev, how do you feel about the Yotes, Kevy? Garbage. You don't love the Yotes? No. You don't, think, do. they're, you don't think they're moving in the right direction? No, they cost me money the other week. I forget who they played, but Not it was they upset St. Louis the other day. You bet on the Yotes? Why, why would you bet the Yotes? No, I didn't bet on the Yotes. I think I bet on St. Louis, and the Yotes beat St. Louis. Wow. The Yotes winning things? Yeah, I think, like, just looking at, I guess we're going to do a spotlight each week. The Yotes is a funny one, but they're also in the news. They, I mean, their most famous player to ever play for them, outside of Shane Doan, all respect to Shane Doan, is Paul Bissonette, who was probably one of their worst players ever. But <laughs> he's still their most famous, which is just amazing. Like, I mean, I think Biz is probably an inspiration player. to anyone, right? Worst player, most popular, though. Yeah, most popular. Probably, like, I think, like, Biz is an inspiration, at least to me. Like, a guy who just, like... Yeah, we love you, Biz. Bring us the bar stool. Yeah, like, just, like, any, like... You look at Biz, like you said, he's a, he literally is an inspiration. Like, that guy, like, went from being, like, I don't know, like, not an NHL, like, nobody, but he kind of was. And, like, he, he yeah, built he his brand. He built his pot. He built he took Chicklets to a completely new level. Like, someone like me, I listened to Chicklets when it was just RA and Wit, and it was nothing like what it is now. And, like, he built... He's he, so weird, dude. But I still listened to it. Like, I liked it. But, like, he built the thought, brand. Yeah, he built liked everything. It, but... The guy's a fucking genius, but that's why the Yotes are on the map. Legit. Like, if they the should give everything to that up. guy. They're horned up, according to Biz. They're oh, that was up. awesome. Yeah, when he said that on TNT. Yeah, first person ever on TNT to say horned up. Like, that That was Biz. I was laughing so bad. I was, like, texting my dad. I was like, you hear that? Biz just said horned up. <laughs> it's unreal. It's like, yeah, like, he's just he's an inspiration to me, for sure, to, like, just hockey media-wise. But there is some news, though, around the Coyotes. I think I'm going to let Nick Nick get into it. But the, the Coyotes have been making some rubblings, not in an Arizona way. 
Yeah, uh, better get your cowboy hats on and learn to speak French Canadian because you're going to Quebec in probably two years. That's what I'm hearing. They're trying to get a team up there again and they want to relocate. But Jake, you said you heard that they're possibly bringing another team. No, like not that there's another team, but the fact that it could be like politically related. Yeah, no, I was listening to the 32 Thoughts podcast. I heard that they think it might be a little little politically motivated because the elections are coming up this year in Quebec, that they're like trying to draw, that they're like prime minister or whatever they are. I have no idea about Canadian governments trying to like draw votes. But I actually generally think that if an NHL franchise was going to move anywhere, any of them, I think the Quebec Nordiques would be one of the top choices. If you want a real hockey fan base, Quebec's the right answer. Not, not Hartford, bro. Not Hartford. Not no. Hartford, Connecticut. No. <laughs> Have you ever been to Hartford, Connecticut? It's a shithole. That is not the next choice for yeah, me. Yeah, I almost got shot. Yeah, I terrible. Over like, there. <laughs> like, I think if you're going to bring an NHL franchise, franchise anywhere in the U.S., it's Houston or it's Houston probably. I think Houston could be a place for an NHL franchise. I guess I don't even know. Like, I really don't. No, I think uh, Quebec. Canada. I'm here. I'm I'm hearing Quebec can handle that market. Could do two teams if they really wanted to up there. Oh, for sure. That's why I mean, would you, you go in Houston though? I I mean no. I'm just I just think that they have a big sports market, right? With the Texans and with the Astros, that they could get a team and they could love them. That's I true. agree. I if I was going to pick a spot, it would be it would 100 percent be Quebec. They, they'll go right into where the Quebec Ramparks play, right into that arena, and they could play right there. It, there's already an NHL arena there. Everything would be fine. They could fit in there so easily. But it's like, you know, then you hear on podcasts like Chicklets, like that the Coyotes could be going to Tempe, Arizona, which I just don't think Arizona is a hockey market. You know, it didn't work there. It just didn't. And that was, I think, the NHL's biggest holdback from Vegas. They were scared. But Vegas is different. It's a different animal because you don't have – not a lot of people are from Vegas. There's a lot of people who move to Vegas. So you get a lot of hockey fans that move in, and they became fans of that team. That's just how I look at it. And that's why Vegas works so well. And the money. There's a lot more money in Las Vegas than any city, especially Arizona. It just doesn't have the market for it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Arizona's tough. Uh, there's not much out there. There's not much corporate out there. Um, no. Vegas, different animal. Vegas is a show. Vegas is on the strip. Vegas exactly. is part of the whole Vegas theme, the entertainment. Yeah, it's, like you it's get... Almost, it's almost for just not... Vegas fans, but it's just the tourist. It's a tourist. It's a money maker. It's a business. Like, will, like I can ask the three of us: Will you ever go to Vegas again without trying to go to a Golden Knights game? No. Oh my God! Me no, and no. me, and my no. tickets the other day. That's my Dude, point. So even, right? the, even the Raiders, like Raiders, exactly. suck. Well, I'll go just just experience That's, a Legion. Guess what? There is a million sports fans our age, like us, that feel the exact same way. So the Golden Knights and the Raiders are going to be sold out forever because people just, that market, it's a, it's a destination and that's a new attraction. That's how I look I at it. I do. Have, I have friends on Nantucket that have season tickets to the Raiders in Vegas and fly <laughs> out to games. That's sad. Like, that's a bridge person what? stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Then no, they're not going on the PGA and they just fly love out. love the Raiders, man. They just love the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Like that's where I think like a sport, any sports franchise will work in Vegas because Vegas is the city of attraction. So it doesn't matter like what it is, like it's gonna sell out, it's gonna work. But I no, yeah, Vegas, I Vegas. yeah, I do think that Quebec would be the the correct place for another NHL franchise. I think hockey is you know synonymous with 
Canada. So another team in Canada does nothing but grow the game. It would help the salary cap grow. The only thing is like the Canadian dollar doesn't go as far, right? So like that that is something that plays into things. The NHL owners or oh, the loony and the toony there. Buddy. Yeah, the loony and the toony don't go as far as the as a one dollar <laughs> Americana as a one dollar Biden bill. It was a little bit further still, surprisingly, but um, just yeah, it's like I don't know. I think that plays a little bit into it. I know like the NHL doesn't like the like you think about Vegas, right? And like how they get a franchise. You think about Seattle. It was quiet. There was no news around it till it was happening. Right. I think there's something to be said for that. I really do. Like, I think the NHL is such a out of the media, quiet league that Quebec making noise might help them, might hurt them. I don't know which way it really goes because the NHL needs more noise. I think ESPN realizes that and TNT realizes that TNT hired biz because the NHL needed more noise. So, you know, who knows really? Content. Yeah. Content's important. And that's why like you see the NHL hired a guy like Josh Richards, right? A TikTok star who's working with Barstool to be one of their PR reps because they want more attention to the NHL and good. Like, I think we do too. Right. Like the NHL so just brought back from content and from personality and that, that ties back into why I like Austin Matthews so much. I think the NHL needs guys like Matthews, like pasta guys who have personality, like let them show it please. So like we can grow the game. I agree with that. I mean, you got to grow the game. It almost feels so different now where, and maybe this is just, you know, us all getting older now, but I don't have that same like super fan, like feel around the garden anymore. Like we used to have when even we were even teenagers, it's corporate now. And every time I'm in there and the whole lower bowl, it's corporate. It's, you know, I'm it's with ridiculous. my work. I agree it's corporate, but you know, there's no, there's no life in there. It's not like it used to be. No, I went to the game the day before, the day before Halloween with my dad against the Panthers. The people on the sides of me were talking about trading crypto. The other people on the side of me were talking about their stocks. They left 20 minutes into the game. So right at, let's say, the three-minute mark in the first period, they left. They left, and we were just sitting alone down in Loach Box 5 in the top row of it. And I was like, wow, this is a different environment. The rink was silent until McAvoy scored his goal to push things to us to tie it up. Silent. And that's why we get these you gotta get these young guys to promote the game. Like Biz is promoting and you know, getting all these young listeners from Barstool and stuff like that. And the more younger people that come up and don't let hockey die off and just keep it exciting, just the better it gets. It's getting the suits out of the lower bowl and bringing some life into the stadium, at least in Boston anyways. I mean, you look at Carolina. It is what it is. It is what it is. Any any Canadian market. You ever go, have you gone to a game at Maple Leaf Gardens or Scotiabank or whatever it is? Dude, it is is the most, like, I went with um, my fiance with Emma. We went and it was, um, it is just people in, the whole lower bowl is people in suits. The upper bowl is like, (laughs) still, we were like, we're like, whoa. Like it was just, it's such a different like culture there. And it was like, it was quiet. It wasn't crazy. It was just a regular season game against the Flyers. We went to, we were in Toronto, but still like the vibe was different. I was like, thank God the garden's not like this. The garden's becoming like that. It's, and I don't know if it's, it's Jeremy Jacobs and the Bruins pricing out the regular fan, but it's really like, I don't, the Bruins games are not that crazy priced at all. Really. It's the fan. Um, They are, they're up and down, right? It's a secondhand market. It's it's the people outside of like when you when you see them on StubHub and Ticketmaster and stuff like that. Those people will drive up the prices. But yeah, it's, that's prices, what I'm saying. It's not the actual box prices. 
No, those aren't that bad. I mean, I sat, me and my fiance sat a few weeks back at the Red Wings. We were four rows behind the glass. And you know, I was looking at the tickets. I think face value is only like 179 a piece. And, you know, they were going on StubHub for like 490 Exactly. That's like, that's where people are Detroit. Detroit. That's who yeah. you want to see. There is nobody on that team I want to watch. Larkin Lucas was Raymond. out, but I would like to see him. You don't want but... to see Raymond? No, but yeah, no. still, still like that. I agree. Like, I think the Bruins get some heat for like the tickets and a lot of it is just, they're so popular that the secondhand market dominates it. That's our world though. Now the secondhand market dominates every single market. That's what it is, but you know, is what it is. Let's not complain. Let's get into some football talk, right? We've been so heavy in the hockey. We do have a football side of this podcast. So I think instead of going like holistically, let's look at, let's look at the Turkey day games. How about the games for tomorrow guys? How do you feel about the games? Obviously, I'm big on the Cowboys against the Raiders. I think the Cowboys come out and they get the win, especially after last week. It was tough to see. I'm hoping CeeDee Lamb plays. It's looking like he's going to, which is big for the Cowboys. But I don't know. Let's give me some hate. How do you guys feel about the Cowboys? Let's hear it. I mean, ahead, if, they, if they don't have the offense, like they have Zeke's nothing. looking <laughs> rough. We talked about the other day. Tony Pollard's a great backup to Great. So if he's available in your fantasy football league, pick up Tony Pollard if Zeke's out. Because that man can run. He's an aggressive downhill runner that's not afraid of contact, and he rips big plays. So that that kind of like doesn't bother me. Tony Pollard does start. But having Amari Cooper's already been ruled out with COVID. C.D. Lamb, like we said, he's a toss-up. It's the concussion protocol, like the CTE. NFL's all big about the concussion protocol. But it's like, let the guy play. Come on. I got him in fantasy. I'm sorry, my playoff. Let the man play. But if he doesn't, Cedric Wilson did show up in that one game. So CD Lamb practiced today, just so you know. Oh, he did? Yeah, he ran all the receiver drills. He just didn't run contact drills. He's gonna play. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and like, Michael- yeah, I did, I just read that. Like just that's I, true, I like, so they said he was limited in practice, but Dak said he ran all non-contact drills. If you're not passing concussions in the NFL right now, you're not running your routes. So CD Lamb's playing tomorrow. Yeah. But what about Dak, though, man? Dak's like hit or miss. It's like it's every weird. other week, you're a different Dak. It's weird. I don't get it. Dak had a bad week last week. Dak's going to come back. The only yeah. thing that scares me about this game is, is the number, the seven and a half. I don't like the half point there. I'd probably I buy hate it down half points. I hate half points. Six and a half, I like. I don't like seven and a half. I like six and a half. I won't seven and a half. I'll take it at seven. I would take seven for the push, but yeah, team. I agree. Pidgey is at six and a half against the Titans. I like that. I don't know. But yeah, let's just let's stay in the turkey game. So I think can we agree we have the Cowboys in this one? Yeah. No. No? Oh. You're going Raiders. Yes. That's awkward. All right, we'll move on. That's what? We jumped to that one weirdly, but we can start with the first game. Lions and Bears. I think Nick are on this one again together. I'm going Lions. I think this is the game the Lions pull out their first win of the season. I think it's time. Yeah. I mean, it's always Lions on Turkey Day. Um, exactly. They suck, honestly. They so his, they're going to win a game. It'll probably be this one. Yeah. If I bet it, this is like, be this guys, one. this is their Super Bowl. Like, please realize this is the Lions Super Bowl yeah. right now. This is it. Yeah, this season's over after this. That's it. This is their Super it's Bowl. Done. Your hands in the air, Kev. What are you What are you feeling about the Lions against the Bears? I'm going the Bears, and I think Justin Fields is going to have the best game of his career. I feel it, man. The Bears are getting healthy. 
I'm going Justin Fields. All right, fine. You know, like you might beat us on this one. So more the power to you. All right. I think that, <laughs> I don't know. I just think I really, you know, like, I guess you're not like, it's not crazy to say that because the bears are sitting at three and seven lions are oh nine and one. Maybe the bears rally on trying to play sucks. for Nagy. Maybe they're trying to play for Matt Nagy. They're like, please coach one win for the coach. I don't think so. No, Matt Nagy's getting fired by the coming weeks. So. How about him we'll saying that, that he, he didn't hear anything about it? He's like, I've heard nothing of the sort. It's like, bro, you're canned. You're so canned. You're never yeah. more canned. We'll get, we'll get into this later. Yeah. A little hot topic. About yeah. That. But we'll go to the last game. I think Bill Saints. I'm going Buffalo Bills. I need, I'm playing Kevin this week in fantasy. I need Josh Allen to have a big game. I need him to have a big game so bad. So I'm going Buffalo he, Bills over the Saints. He probably throws two picks, but maybe throws some touchdowns too. But well, it depends. What do you, what do you think? What what Bills team shows up? They're not. So the Bills don't show up bad two weeks in a row usually. So I think we get the the jump through tables, eating Buffalo wings, Buffalo Bills. So I think they have no Bills. running game though. That's the crazy part. Their best running back is Josh Allen. It's ridiculous. Like Zach Moss, Singletary, they have no idea what's going on. But at this point, bench David, Devin Singletary, and Ben Zach and Zach Moss, and that Matt Breida. Matt Breida is the only one showing up for you right now. Which is crazy. Matt Breida was kind of like a little stud for San Fran for a little bit. He was. And then he was nothing when he went down to Miami, but. Said he's been in Buffalo and they gave him the opportunity. He had a good game was it last week or two weeks ago. So I think you have to give him the you have to give him the chance at this point because Moss and Singletary aren't doing anything. And it's crazy that Buffalo like, hasn't gone out and like got a legit running back. Because you have to take the pressure off Allen. He's still young. He's still learning. You went you went out and got Stephon Diggs. You have Dawson Knox and you have to get a running game going. Like you have to establish it, and that's it's crazy to think that they don't. I agree completely. I do. Here's my theory: why I'm not buying the Bills this week. Patriots are back. AFC East champs. Oh yeah, this they're coming back. They're gonna win this year. It they was, really might. It was a little scary at first, but like I don't know, they're cruising so hard right now. And the other thing I'm looking at is everyone is looking at the lineup. And what a transition. Say, what a transition to the past, by the way. Unreal. Um, Defense wins championships, buddy. That's why the Cowboys will never win. Whoa. Oh, I don't know. I'll we'll take know. the Cowboys this weekend. Dude, the Cowboys defense is not that bad. Mika Parsons is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, without a doubt. He ain't, he ain't oh, Judon, bro. He ain't Judon. Let Nick finish his point. Finish your point about the lineup. So I'm looking I'm looking back uh, this weekend, everyone's looking at the lines and saying Cowboys minus seven and a half, Bills minus six. That's your easy parlay. That's not going to fucking happen. Vegas won't let it. It's no Cowboys going to win or the Bills going to win. Yeah. And I like the Cowboys odds way better right now. And Bills going to blow it. And I think the Bills cruise right in. I think they come and steamroll this weekend against the Titans. No Derrick Henry. You know what? AFC is wide open. Let's pause. Does it go for me? We're close. We're almost at your gambling corner. We're close. I'm going to let you go off in a second. I just want you guys to touch on the Pats one second so we can throw it in. I'll let you two go. Tell me how you feel about the Pats right now in this moment. I love them, dude. I think the secondary is the real deal. I have this right here. The, The Patriots' safeties are such a matchup problem with where they're lining up. Their snaps where they're in the box, they're defending, they're playing linebacker. 
Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar are superhuman. Like these dudes take uh, taking on all straight O-line up Spider Man. Dude, Kyle Duggar's a freak for a D two guy coming out getting drafted in the second round. Like Kyle Duggar is an absolute like freak of a human. Like like Spider Man and, and all like this no, Spider-Man, dude. Like, oh. This dude's all over what you want. He'll take on a lineman, and it's like the lineman bounces off of him. And then he's keeping up with, like, receivers that are running, like, four fours. Like, he covers all over the field, and that's a big part of the success is a quarterback never knows where they're going to be. They'll just be at the line of scrimmage, and then they'll run back 15 yards and cover and get an interception. These guys can cover any position on the field. They're run stoppers, pass stoppers. Ball Hawks, they do it all, and that's like what's big with Bill Belichick's defense, and that's why they're being so successful. Defense wins championships, so I don't disagree. Like, I'm, I mean, again, for the fifth week in a row, I'm not a Pats fan. The Pats are good. They're just yeah. And, this dude, year speaks and, more to Belichick than any year. And the healthy line, like that's making such a difference yeah, on the Andrews offensive side. Well. You had, you had David Andrews, yeah. Dog, don't be tripping my boy from Georgia. No way. I was like, I mean, he comes like, in and talk it. I met no, him no, no. and his girl. I didn't mix his that wife. up. I meant that as a good thing. Like, he's a problem for other teams. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, complimenting him, actually. He's a dominant dog, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm, dude, I'm a, I'm a Bulldogs fan. I, I was a center. He's a center. We have mutual respect, my guy. Yeah. Nick, Bulldogs. how do you feel about your pots? Oh, four vibes right now. Oh, I think early, they, early dynasty I, days. I think. Oh, one vibes, bro. Oh, one vibes. Oh, Drew Bledsoe's down. Brady oh, comes in. All right, I can feel that. I don't know. They just got a special feel of that team. It all starts with the defense. Matt Jones just looks unreal. Um, I think that there's nobody really a threat right now in the AFC. I think Patriots could roll through. I really do. I know you're not a Patriots fan, but I don't. What, I mean, what no do you threat? think from the outside? From the outside, I think the Patriots are going to win their division. I Buffalo, I thought, was the team to take the AFC, and I don't anymore. Um, I do think that the offense of Kansas City could be a problem. But again, you have a great secondary. I think that you would have trouble with Baltimore. I think Baltimore and KC would give you trouble. Other than that, Pats are my number two, number three, number two team. They really are. I, I actually Baltimore I is a joke. Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore is a joke. I think. I, but I the just, thing is, our defense is so disciplined. Yeah, they might We're just. I know. Like, and I think. Lamar no, Martin I agree. I, I don't. I don't disagree. I think that Belichick really is. I didn't say Baltimore could beat him. I just said I like Baltimore, but I, I do think Kansas City yeah. might still be a problem. Um, I think a Baltimore year from now. I think you give Mac Jones another year and you guys are right back to just being so annoying. But that team again. So like I really do. Like I, I think Mac Jones is a really good quarterback. Um, you know, I think Tyron Matthew said it, like he doesn't throw sideways and he doesn't run all over the place, but he's a really good quarterback. He's that dude. So um yeah, I think the Patriots are in position to be to reload and be a great team for the next four or five years, maybe more, which sucks. Thanks. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, I think uh, just like you said, next year maybe Mac Jones gets right back in it. But yeah. there's something about this. Thing, I mean, with just Derek Henry going down, that kind yep. of ruined the. Which Titans. is huge because Titans are my team, but it's not anymore. Without Henry, it's simply not. AP's they look so lost against the Texans. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's crazy. You can't go and from being AJ like Browns. 
Yeah, they're a ground yeah, and pound so team, right? Like, yeah, and AJ Brown's not looking like he is, and Julio Jones being out with the quad. Dude, what do you like? You have nobody out there, and like, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. Tannehill. Tannehill is. He's looking not, like he's back in Miami. Yeah, Tannehill's not that guy, but he can be that guy if he has stars around him, right? But when the stars go down, you can't be like, hey, we got this guy, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is not going to win you games. Ryan Tannehill is not going to lose you games, but you need someone to win you games because Tannehill is not going to do it. So like, you need Derek yeah. Henry, you need AJ Brown, you need these guys who are stars because Tannehill is a, I mean, I would guess I would call like a guy like Andy Dalton a potato. Tannehill's kind of like a banana. Like he's there, he can do all right. He can like know, move Mac around. Castle. Yeah. What'd you say? He's like a Mac Castle. Yeah, exactly. He really is. Like he can he can get you there as long as everyone else can do it because he's not going to win it for you. Yeah, look okay. at Mac Castle of the Patriots to eleven and five season when Brady towards towards ACL. Correct. So it's it's all possible, but it's just if, like, yeah. If they're there, the team's there. But what year was that, Kev? Quick. Two thousand eight. Yeah, was that right? Was it, was it yeah. or I don't know. I, I was a guess for me. I'm not a Patriots no, it was, fan. I probably oh, se- no. Seven was the Randy Moss year, wasn't? It? Was it eleven? No, oh, seven. No, I think I was right. Let me just. I'll, I'll Google it quick, but I'll let you guys. No, get yeah, I think you're right. Topic. Oh eight. No, it was 2008. He started. Yeah, 2008. He played 15 oh, games. Yeah, with 10 yeah. and five. Yeah, I was right. That's good. Closet, you're a closet Patriots fan, then. It's all right. I just grew up in New England, so, like, I know. <laughs> I, like, remember things. I've never – so, like, I'm not a Brady hater. I've always liked Tom Brady. I'm not – I like good football. So, like, I'm not, like, someone who – I'm sitting here saying, like, just the Patriots like, going to be boy. great again. What? You just like them. You just like them Cowboys. We yeah. them boys. Um, yeah, I'm a Weedem boys fan. Exactly. But let's let's jump away from football. I think the only other topic I really want to touch on was – do you guys think, like, before we jump into Nick's betting corner and we'll wrap things up here – well, 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 I, look, I got two things, bro. All right, well, I'm going to give one of them right now. So we look at the team, we look at the Atlanta Falcons, and it's like, Matt Ryan, is it time for him to request a trade and get out of there? Yes. My <laughs> man is, oh, I love Matt Ryan since the BC, when he was in BC. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I used to watch going. BC with my grandfather because he lived in Boston and he went to BC. So, we used to watch all the BC games and I was up there on the weekends. And, dude, Matt Ryan just needs to get out of Atlanta. There's so many teams he could go to. And, and, like, it's the same thing with Matthew Stafford. Once he got out of Detroit, it's like, and get on a good team. It's like, hey, like, you could do something here. So, dude, I'd like to see Matt Ryan go to, like, Denver. Give him those receivers. A decent defense that's getting better with the young guys. But give him the receivers. So Matt Ryan sucks. But I agree. I don't think I don't think team, I'm not I, a Matt Ryan fan. No, me either. I don't I think Matt Ryan's it, it's past him. Twenty eight to three was the end of his it, career. That, he's done. <laughs> yeah, what he's you done. could do, you could you could ship him over to uh maybe Tennessee, get rid of Tannehill, but no, how about, no, uh, that's a lateral how about move. No. How about Pittsburgh? They're gonna Big draft Ben's QB. Done. They're gonna draft. No, dude. What is Mike Tomlin does not want to start back? Mike Tomlin, I said it. I do not want to go through a rookie quarterback again. Well, that's a mistake because that's how you regrow your franchise. Yeah. Well, dude, they couldn't do with the headless horseman. They ain't doing it with anybody else. No, no. I just sorry. We're gonna. What's your other? What's your other topic? Oh, 
I know what it is. Coach, coach, coach. Yeah, what coaches are on the hot seat right now? We already touched on one of them, Matt Nagy. That guy is done. Yeah. Yeah, he is that's... wearing the done chain. Done. He's been done since day one. I'm surprised it's taking this long. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think a big one for me because the thing is, like, a lot of teams that are awful this year, they're in the first or second year of their head coach, so they're not going to fire like Dan Campbell over in Detroit. They're not going to fire him. Not yet. So, but I think a big one is, dude, Brian Flores. It's like you went from having a good year last year to like, I know. hey, dude, it's just and the whole Tua situation. Like, it's just it's they're souring on Tua, and it's like they're back yeah. and forth. I agree. But I think it's just it's a tough situation, and if they don't get to I think at least seven wins, eight wins, you kind of have to look like it's Flores, like the long term situation. You may give him another year and be like, hey, can you do this? But if you're finishing around the same record as the New York Jets, that's, like, pathetic. Like, you had to look at them this year, right? Guy? And you're like, eh, defense is okay, right? But you're going to have Tua. You have Gaskin, who's supposed to be a good back. And then you have Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, and Waddell on offense. You're like, they're going to be an all right team. And at Mike that point, we're looking at the Pats, right? Like the Pats, eh. We're looking at Buffalo pretty good. And it's like, wow, they're that they're going to be that dark horse team. They weren't. They sucked. They were just they could not keep it. But yeah, so I mean, we look at all those teams. Like Flores is on the hot seat. So is um, Nagy. There's a couple other teams that are probably teetering, but their coaches just haven't been them long enough. But you know, it's time to get into some gambling. So Kevin and I are going to start to defer our gambling a lot over to Nick and his gambling corner because. He just he's a little bit better than we are. So Nick, yeah, he's, this is, he's a degenerate Boston guy. So yeah, we'll it helps. It, it helps my, a bit. My, it's yeah, my it's, it curses through his veins. So I think Nick's going to start off with a little little sorry session, and then he's going to get into his batch for this week. So Nick, tell us about your gambling corner. This is your time, buddy. Yeah, let's start off with an apology about the Islanders. I tweeted it out and everything. I tweeted it I out. No. It was a little embarrassing. We got the reply back from the, one of the listeners, and he let us know about the COVID lineups. And I knew COVID was running rampant, but I didn't know it was ripping. Neither did I. I had no idea. I was like, oh, great point, man. I was like, we didn't know. Yeah, which uh, makes me nervous because I'm going down to Long Island this weekend, Friday night, going to check out the new arena. Should be a doozy. Very excited for that. Not excited for the $20 beers I heard they had. Wow. That's smooth. We're talking about like something. Yeah, I think it's 16 ounce, 20 bucks flat rate. Wow. Good for them. They're probably getting it too. Dude, I pushed in Fenway, and like Fenway is awful, and the garden's awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the owners. Well, I don't, they like, match I, the you know, guys, though, I look at the garden and for like, for like $14, you're getting 20 ounces. Like the bar's the same price. Kind yeah, of. That's true. It's not like that crazy, but all right, get in the gambling corner. Let's hear it. Nah, that's why you just that's why you rip shot to my guy, McGill and Cuddy's on the all right, team. Buddy. All right, buddy. Knows about that. All right, buddy. Yeah, let's not talk about that story. I don't want the news to vote me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nick pulled Nick pulled the Joe Biden. <laughs> what went yeah. to sleep? All right. Get in no, the like, he started sniffing this lady's hair. <laughs> get, to the, get to the gambling corner. All right, back to the gambling, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do apologize about that Islanders, but um, we'll um, let's continue the trend here. The Islanders are you know beat up right now, so why not go after them and see if we can uh, 
make up that loss. I'm on the Rangers tonight, minus a goal and a half, a plus 195. I just think big night, Wednesday night, it's Thanksgiving Eve, uh, Madison Square Garden, it's going to be buzzing. Uh, we'll tweet this out just so it's out there before game time. Yeah, I don't know if uh, they might not even be at Madison Square Garden tonight. Either way, even if they're at UBS Arena, that place is going to be buzzing too. It's just that holiday feel. Um, I'm on the Rangers tonight, minus a goal and a half. Uh, that's all I'm really playing. I got the uh, Cowboys this weekend, minus seven and no, a yeah, half. They're, they're at UBS. They are at UBS tonight? Yeah, but still, still think it doesn't really matter. They'll still like, I mean, that New line is so down right now. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a very uh, live game. Might jump on the over as well in that game. I could see that one uh, being a high scoring effort tonight. But other than that, for hockey, I don't like the Bruins tonight. They're minus 270. I don't like the price. I do like the Bruins, but you never know. Um, they seem to be hot and cold lately. Puck line's yeah. even money. I wouldn't touch that. Um, if anything, I'd take the under flat out in the game. Um, I can see like a big stink 2 nothing game or some boring game tonight. I mean, Buffalo is terrible. Not even worth watching. No. I watch it, but it's brutal. Uh, other than that, football, Cowboys, seven and a half. Um, taking the Saints points, and I'm taking the money line. So throwing two units on the Saints money line. Going to throw one unit on the points. I really think they went out right, but we'll take that coverage and take the uh, points too. Um, and then jumping ahead to Sunday, I'm not going to touch this game. Patriots minus 290, um, minus six and a half on the spread. Titans with that 235 number, whenever I see the Titans at plus 200s, I always take them. I'm yeah, not going to take them. I can't bet against the Patriots just because of the way they're rolling. And I don't know. It seems like a trap game for me. So I'm going to stay off that. I won't. I'll I, bet. No, I, I agree with all that. No, I, I agree with that whole thing pretty much. I mean, it's a little bit safer look at things, but – yeah, I think to be the same thing. It's like stay off them tonight. I like the Rangers. We'll get that one tweeted out. And then this weekend we'll tweet out all of our Turkey Day picks tomorrow morning. We'll um we'll probably even get a little deeper in the morning, just make sure we're squared away and maybe put out a parlay. But other than that, guys, I think that kind of wraps it up. Um happy Thanksgiving to you both. Did you guys have fun? Oh, what a blast. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Yeah, this is this is very important for our followers. Please tweet us if we should keep Nick. Like, it's a tough decision. Yeah, go off, please yeah, please yeah. let us know. Did he pass the vibe check? Yeah, yeah definitely. And just uh, remember. Followers. Yeah, just remember to give us a follow at Q the Duck Boats with a Z. And, hey, I'm inside, uh, I'm inside the rink here. I'm in exactly. the garden more than you. So exactly. That's true. Exactly. And then, uh, again, we're brought to you guys in partnership with Inside the Rink. And if you guys are looking to get any gear for your holiday gifts or anything like that, check out the Fanatics banner right on Inside the Rink. And, Keep going back for more. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We uh, we have a great time doing this.